Welcome back to the JDA Football Podcast, episode 38. <laughs> Alex and Joe just having a conversation. Uh, we're in different settings, but firstly, how are you guys doing? Me and Alex no, just had this conversation. What? How are you guys good. You doing? Good. So good. Spiffing. Spiffing. How are you? How are you, Dad? Oh, yeah, I'm f- sound as a pound. Sound as a pound. Um, but, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Transfer news. Good bit. Um, some big women's football news, transfer-wise, anyway. And we've also got... What have we got? What have we got? Match, match reviews. We, yeah, match reviews, yeah. We will do match review. Um, um, the good matches, not the bad ones. No. Like the City and Man United matches. Which haven't even been... put the Villa game in. Which Woo. haven't even been played yet. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, okay. Oh, and the Carabao Cup. Oh, yeah, Carabao Cup will do that as well. Um, but start off with... There's only one place to start with. Gareth Bale returning to... Ray, uh, returning to Tottenham Hotspur. Realm. From Real Madrid for £20 million on a loan. On a loan? Yeah. Uh, well, £20 million in his wages and oh. fees. Yeah. That's just for him. Um, what do you think? It's a big move and he's going back. Um, well, I don't know whether you can call it a really good move or not because 20 million for any player is a big sum to sign him permanently, but just for on loans, just a bit mad. Uh, if I was Gareth Bale, I'd have definitely taken a, a bigger pay cut than that to, to get where I wanted, uh, even if it was just on a loan because, yeah, it's just way too much and... He's not starting for Real Madrid, he's not even playing most of the time, so I would have gladly taken a pay cut and probably moved to England permanently. But, yeah, it's a good signing for, for Tottenham. Yeah, this is one for the fans. What do you think about it, Joe? How much is he getting paid for them to be dishing out £20 million for him? Well, I presume, I'd, I presume they'll half it, so it'll be £10 million Real and £10 million Spurs. I don't, I don't know what it's looking like at the moment, but... If it was twenty million, do you think that's a bit too overpriced for a loan? That's excessive for a loan. Like, how many years is it? Uh, just for the one, I think. What? Yeah. That's I mean, bad. The, nothing's. He's had his medical. He's completed it. He's in Spurs as we speak now. Probably agree and stuff. So then we'll find out. But at the moment, it looks like a one-year deal. Is that fee guaranteed? Is guaranteed a twenty million pound loan? I think so. This is what Sky Sports are saying anyway. Ah. So. Yeah, um, but I think Bale would be good for Spurs. Like, I think it would boost Jose's team a lot, considering they did get beat by Everton, who did look good. But I think Spurs should still be beating Everton and those sort of teams. And they only just nearly escaped losing in the uh, Europa League playoff thing, didn't they? Oh yeah, last day against yeah. Palace. Do you think he'll do well at um, Spurs? Um, to be honest, I think it's like uh, Jose's trying to revive his team so he can get in, like stay in for a couple more years. I don't think Spurs will get anywhere this season. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Well, I, I, I like the sound of Bale going back to Tottenham, but not really under Mourinho. I don't think he's, they're going anywhere under Mourinho. And yeah, Gareth Bale should be playing. I think having Poch in, he, he really liked using his wingers. Then they could feed it up to Harry Kane, but um, with Mourinho, it just seems a bit slow, and that's not the type of team I, that I see Gareth Bale in at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. It Jackson will play on in on the left. He can play striker as well, right wing. Um, the ta- the times I've seen him being at his best is is down the left, and 
obviously they have spent big money in recent uh, recent years getting Bergevin, Lucas, and even Deli Alley's played out wide sometimes as well. So, yeah, it'll be quite a challenge for some of those players who haven't performed for Spurs. And it might even be a challenge for Bale to get into the team sometimes, but yeah. Good yeah, I'm out. just thinking who will be faced up against. Steven Bergwijn, Lamella. Lamella, Lucas Moura. I mean, none of these are better than Bale, surely. But no, I, don't. I, think, I don't think there's going to be much competition for him down the wing for another couple of years. Yeah. Because uh, he's phenomenal, but I, I don't see this being like a really long to- long-term deal for him really especially on a loan 20 million on a loan but going on to some contract news now and Arsenal fans this is good for you Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has signed a contract till 2023 now it was vital to get him over the line wasn't it surely yeah yeah. Um, Aubameyang's a great addition to well renew to uh, Arsenal's team I have seen a lot of hype on Instagram. Instagram's going mad about him at the moment, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think it's great for Arsenal to keep him. What about you, Alex? So, yeah, I mean, it, it's probably great for Arsenal. He was the only uh, attacking threat they really had uh, last season. They signed Pepe for, I don't know, 70 million, and he, he barely did anything. I'm pretty sure he scored, like, three goals. And then Lacazette didn't do much at all either, except he did score against Tottenham, which most Arsenal fans will see as a positive. But, um, yeah, it's, it's very needed for Arsenal and hopefully he can be their main attacking threat going forward this season as well. Yeah, I mean, what was it, August time when they won those two trophies? He's played a big part in them on that uh, run of winning a lot of games. Trying shield and FA Cup. Yeah, uh, and then he also scored that banger against Fulham last weekend. Um, which got Arsenal the three points. But now going on to Jack Grealish, signed a contract till 2025. Who saw that coming, Joe? Not me. I, I've been saying it all season that he wouldn't leave if he stayed up. Um, I, I think this is a great renewal. Uh, I have had somebody already come to me saying, we've only done that so we could sell him on. Personally, and if you're out there and watching, you know this is about you, so shut your mouth. Um... Yeah, um, he. I don't think they'll be selling him on this season or next season because it's a five-year deal. And if they were going to sell him on in the next couple of seasons, to make more money, they would have done a two- or three-year deal, not a four- or five-year deal. So I, I think he's going to be staying for at least two more seasons if we stay up. Yeah, uh, like I said to you as well, I just said then about um, they would have signed him on a short-base contract if he was going to leave yeah, earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems like he's staying. I think Ollie Watkins has helped with that. What do you think about Grealish signing? Well, I mean, it's it's a very good deal for for uh, Aston Villa if they can get him to stay the the five years they have signed for. I know a lot of clubs make um, make the players sign contracts and then they just don't fulfil them, which is sometimes in most cases as well. And but yeah, definitely the signing of Matty Cash and Ollie Watkins have been a a very big positive for Aston Villa, and hopefully uh, Watkins uh, can get on the end of some realist crushes, uh, which we didn't see from any Aston Villa striker last season. So, yeah, we we saw it the other night though with Ollie Watkins. He him and Grealish seemed to work amazing, and then um, um, Keenan Davis got on the end of another ball, a uh, three-one victory. Just putting that in there. What was it against? Um. Oh, what's what are they called? Not Southport. What? No, I, I can't remember who it was. 
It, it's not in Premiership too. I know it's the highlights, but. Not Oxford. No. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, staying with Aston Villa actually, and now they've actually got a very good keeper on the hand, so Emi Martinez from Arsenal for sixteen million. Oh, I, I was talking with Pete with this. I think this is a banger of a deal. Just what a bargain that is. He's a he's phenomenal keeper, and I think he'd be a much welcome addition to our team. Um, obviously, we've had some keeper troubles in the last couple of seasons, but yeah. I think this is a great addition, especially for sixteen million. Yeah, I think. What I also spoke spoke to an Arsenal fan this week, and he said, "Why have we let him go for that cheap? He's had like a the best season, and it wasn't it's even a best, season. The best season of his life, and they've let him go for that. Yeah, he like he was even saying like at least selling for about thirty five million, um, because he's done that well to the towards the end of the season. But I I just don't get it. What goes through Arsenal's head? They've got Burnt Leno. If he gets injured again, who's going to come in and a backup? I, I don't literally know anybody for an Arsenal backup, do you? Not anymore. No, no not, yeah, not <laughs> anymore. But now Villa have got Jed Steer, Tom Heaton, and Demi Martinez. And Pepe Reina. And I think you released him. I don't know about yeah. Pepe Reina because I was looking for the thumbnail the other day and uh, I was looking through Aston Villa's PNGs and yeah, it said in the squad there wasn't Pepe Reina, so I don't know what's going on with him. But yeah. He's quite old now as well, isn't he? Like but he is really old, but I, I thought we kept him because he's been liking our photos on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Like, who's going to play when, do you reckon, Joe? Um, because, oh, you got Nealand as well, or yeah, Nyland. He played it very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, he played phenomenally, actually. Mm-hmm. But, no, I think um, we'll see a lot from the new guy and I reckon... Neeland will probably be in a lot more than he has been. Or Heaton. Neeland or Heaton tend to be like who we've got in. You've got five good goalkeepers. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure any of those five could play in the championship or higher. So yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what your rotation is. Um with the goalkeepers. Do you reckon you'll sell any now that you've got Martinez? You could get a, some more better plays in, especially for your outfield more positions, like yeah. your defence. Yeah, if we if we sell two of our keepers, I reckon we could massively bolster our um, attack and the defense. Actually, the defense tends to be a state. Yeah. Um, now going back to Spurs, and now Sergio Regulon has undergone a medical with Gareth Bale in Madrid, and he's coming over to Spurs today with Bale. Uh, he was meant to be coming to United uh, this and week Everton. and Everton, but that's clearly not happened. Um, Good signing for Spurs. I mean, who've they got at left back? Danny Rose. Danny Rose hasn't been given a squad number. Yeah, that's all. Um, Davis, Welsh left back, but yeah, he's no not on form at all. And I don't know who played at left back against us. Um, no, I don't know. I think Doherty moved to left back later on in the game, and he wasn't brilliant. And I think he should be starting at right back for for Spurs. And yeah, Reguilon and Doherty new full-backs for Spurs and I think they could come good as well but yeah obviously they got um, who have they got full-backs they got Aurier as well I think he's a very good player but they've got good rotation in the full-back positions now anyway good signing I mean I don't really know much about him I I think he's a really good signing again I don't know much about him how long has he been signed for like, is it a loan deal like Bale? Uh, no, it's it a permanent deal, I think. Oh, okay, nice. He was yeah. on loan last season, and I think he got like La Liga's best left back. 
for, for Sevilla. But yeah, it's, uh, Premier League's a different league, so. Yeah, he played well in the Europa League though as well. So. Uh, we'll go crosses. Yeah. Um, now going on to Branislav Ivanovic. He's made a return to the Premier League, of course, formerly of Chelsea. But now he's gone to West Brom. I'm just looking at this experience, do you not think? The experience? The experience in the dressing room, locker room, for West yeah, Brom anyway, Premier I League. Think, I think he could be a great leader for their team. Um, and I think he'll end up with the captain's armband more like, more often than not. Uh, if not, he'll be vice-captain of the team, basically. He'll be filling in with that leadership role. And I think that'll be really helpful in West Ham's squad. Yeah, of course he was at Zenit, wasn't he? But um, now he's moved. Good sign, Alex. Um, I mean, he was linked with us for some reason uh, a few weeks ago and I was a bit confused about that one. But for West Brom, I, I feel like their defence, although some of them are probably Premier League quality, some of them probably need someone in there to tell them how to play and where to play as well as, yeah, just just playing. But um, yeah, I think it's it's quite a good signing for, for West Brom and I'm pretty sure he came on a free or something. So it's, it's no financial difficulties for them. So yeah. I reckon I don't think he'll start that much, but he might come on a few times and maybe play out some of the games. So. Yeah, and we can't go any longer without not saying this. Thiago Alcantara has signed a twenty-two million deal from Liverpool, no, from Bayern Munich to go to Liverpool. Good signing, I think it's. I mean, he's in the last stage of his career, isn't he? But I think he's still good for Liverpool. What do you think, Alex? I know you know a lot about him. Uh, so yeah, uh, I feel like Liverpool were only lacking that creative midfielder uh, from their already brilliant squads and the fact that they brought him in is a real positive for them but the only thing I'm looking at is they have brought in another ageing player to their already quite ageing squad as well so yeah, it could be classed a negative in that way but yeah, I mean he's one of the most uh, creative midfielders in the world so it's a good sign in my opinion. Uh, yeah, what do you think Joe? Well, Liverpool's squad have already been proven as uh, world class, and um, I think it'll be a good move, especially without fans. I think any um, bringing in any world class player is going to be a good move for them. But um, I guess we'll see how it goes. Obviously, they don't play as well without fans, and um, I'd like to see their start to the season basically. Yeah. Um. Nearly there with the transfer news. Um, we've got James Tarkovsky. Burnley have turned down a third West Ham bid um, for James Tarkovsky. Do you reckon he's a vital player in the Burnley team, especially in the defence? He's. I think he's been rock solid for them over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, Burnley defensively have been really good for ages. But, uh, yeah, Tarkovsky is just the main piece of the jigsaw puzzle. So, yeah, I think it would be very beneficial to Burnley if they keep him, but... West Ham have shown that they have got the money to sign players like this, but yeah, fifteen million. Although he's he is a world class centre back, I don't think he's worth that much. What about you, Joe? What do you think about the whole Tarkovsky situation? Three bits from West Ham. Um, I think he'd be playing really well for Burnley, and I think he anywhere he'd go, he'd do pretty well. Um, maybe he wouldn't start in the top ten, but. I think he'll be doing really well this season, no matter who he goes to. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, he's got caps for England now, hasn't he? Um, so, yeah, very good defender. Now, another free, Gonzalo Higuain has left Juventus with by mutual consent. Um, 
I think this is very good for David Beckham's side now. They've got two former Juventus players in Blaise Montuidi and Gonzalo Huquayin. More experience, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I've been following uh, Inter Miami for a while in the MLS just as they've like had their first season and it hasn't been going very well. I think they've got like one win and the rest have been losses. So the fact that they're getting this goal scorer in and yeah, Higuain's coming to the last stage of his career. It's, it's a good signing for them, and I think it's a good move for Higuain as well, maybe to reignite his career in the MLS as it has fallen off in the Serie A. So. Do you think it's vital to get these superstar signings into the MLS Joe, to make it a bigger brand or a bigger league? Um, I'm not sure how much um, Americans care about the MLS, to be honest. I do think it would be good to market it um, as bigger to get more of a crowd basically but um, Americans have already got three major sports that they're massively invested in four if you do count hockey um, yeah and I, I don't if if you count MLS as well that's five sports and I just don't see how too much yeah I, I don't see how Americans are going to and watch all that sport, basically. Yeah, I mean, what gets me is, over here, what do we have? R- football, rugby, boxing. boxing. But not everyone really watches boxing. What else do we have? F1. Uh, Formula 1, cricket, golf, kind of, but everyone else golf. But the thing is, like, everybody... I feel like in America, they all have, like, a general knowledge of the leagues and sports. Over here, it, you either like cricket or you don't, really. Yeah, yeah over here... Most people tend to focus on one or two sports. Obviously, so I I'm I I watch watching. I'm interested in rugby, football, um, a bit of cricket. Not really though. Uh, that's about it. Basically, I'll keep up with the boxing occasionally, but Americans tend to be pretty on it with most sports that they that happen in their country, which I just think is pretty pretty cool. Yeah, they must have a big brain to keep all that knowledge and um, stuff up. What do you think about it, Alex? Do you think it's good to have that many leagues and competitions in one country? Well, I mean, there's a market for for every for every sport in America, and I think if you're gonna become one of the big ones like NBA or the NFL, then you need you need the marketing. And due to the fact that they've already got like the two or three like really really big sporting events. Um, I I just don't see much of a place for football or what they call soccer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they'll have to do a lot of marketing for it. And if they don't, uh, I'd be I think bringing in the players like Higuain and maybe even your Messi's and Ronaldo's in like their their later career would be a very good marketing piece for the MLS as well. So yep. Now staying with America, and we've got an American coming to the WSL this season. And it's Alex Morgan. This is like one of the most famous women's football players there is. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've heard of her. She did that famous celebration of the teacup against England, which everybody got Mark, my French, pissed off at, uh, especially the English people. Um, and she's come from Orlando Pride. And pff, another one to add to the list, and it's making it a more ever-growing sport. What do you guys think about it? I know you've probably heard of her, Alex. I'm not sure about you, Joe. I, I have heard of her. Especially with the tea celebration, I think um, the contra the controversy of her coming into England after that celebration could be uh, something to boost women's football. 
and just the uh, the balls to do that might make her somewhat of a celebrity in um, in a right Alex <laughs> might make her somewhat of a celebrity in women's football and uh, it could bring a lot of fans to be honest yeah uh, what do you think about Alex big big signing I mean it doesn't get much bigger than this apart from Megan Rapino. Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably very good for, for English women's football uh, and probably very good for, for Tottenham. I'm not sure how they're doing in the table at the moment, but, yeah, just I, I think that women's football in England, if it wants to get as big as the men's, and it has to bring in these world-class players from other countries like America and your Leons as well, who I think are world champions. So, yeah, I think it's a really good sign, not just for Tottenham, but for the WSL as well. Uh, last week I said that Topin Heath was coming into Manchester United but what I didn't realise was another American who won the World Cup Christina Press, she's also coming as well, so we've got two World Cup winners and Russo who's apparently a good young English talent so that's looking good for the United women's team um, also I don't know if anybody watched it but I watched the fir- my first ever women's football show on BBC One and it was actually pretty good it was like match of the day but they were actually at the stadium which I thought was pretty cool there was only an interviewer and a pundit or a presenter and a pundit but I I thought it was pretty good I mean it was good matches to watch Uh, there were some rockets but you can see like the difference between the teams like uh, some results over the weekend like here Chelsea 9 Bristol City 0 it's just a massive it's how much you want to put in like the clubs, because I don't think Bristol have put as much in as Chelsea. No, I know no. Chelsea have got more financial backing, but still. Yeah, Chelsea have a massive amount of money to buy in world-class women's players. And I think, um, especially because there's not as much focus, there is more of a gap between premiership quality and like the top six quality for the women's team and then everyone else, because obviously there's that money and... Um, like just the effort that each team is willing to go to. Yeah, and I think I can't remember the other result, but it was like nine one. I'm not sure if that was. Oh yeah, it was Arsenal versus West Ham, and a West Ham player got sent off in in ten minutes. Um, but yeah, what do you think about it? Do you think the investment gap is quite large considering these big results? I mean, yeah, you can you can tell that some clubs such as Chelsea do have uh, a higher financial backing due to them being a bigger club than. Bristol Rovers like in the men's game but I mean there's there's no the I'm you we talked about last week that the record signing was like 250,000 or something yeah and that for Chelsea is probably like pennies and there's no reason they that they couldn't invest a lot more money than that into into the women's game if they chose to so um yeah it's a bit like I mean, the owner of Chelsea, uh, what's his name, like the Russian guy? Abramovich. Oh, yeah. Um, so, he has all the money in the world, but if he was really interested in women's football, then he'd probably take that time to to talk to the Chelsea women's and the board and everything and invest a lot more money in it. But, yeah, it just depends if they're, they're interested in doing it or not. And it also depends, because I've heard from some people that uh, the women's club even have like different investors and everything than than the men. So, yeah, it all depends on whether you're you're interested in it or not. And for most Premier League teams, it doesn't really look like it. But yeah, yeah. Now going to the men's game now, and 
Wow, there were some big results over this past weekend of Premier League football. Of course, the opening weekend. And starting off with Liverpool versus Leeds. Oh my god, this is the top 10 best games I've ever watched. So, Mo Salah scored a hat-trick. For, was it Fabinho? Got a penalty. Mo Salah scored that pen. Yeah. Who was the other goal scorer though? Van Dijk. Van Dijk, with that bullet of a header. Then Leeds came in with Jack Harrison scoring that beautiful goal. Bam I mean... Good. Uh, Bamford scored the second as well, and then Click scored the third. Wow. Um, <laughs> match review. Um, what do you guys think of the game? I know I watched virtually the whole match. I missed a bit of it, but it was a good match. Who wants to go ahead? <laughs> well, um, not a lot of teams do that at Anfield. Uh, I know it makes a difference without fans, but uh, 4-3 to Liverpool. For for Leeds to come back from four 0 down, was did they come back from four? No. So I think Liverpool scored, Leeds scored, Liverpool scored, Leeds scored, Liverpool scored, Leeds scored, Liverpool yeah. scored. Yeah. So for them to go toe to toe with Liverpool, while well, with Liverpool being at home, it's just an amazing feat, especially for the first game of them being in the Premiership. I can really see them going places. Um, but I have heard quite a bit about that game. Leeds seem to be the better team, despite the score scoreboard. Especially if you take into consideration it's their first time being... Well, first time being in the Prem for a long time. But um, I have heard a lot of pundits and... Um, just pundits and like people presenting radio shows and stuff saying... Basically that they can't see Liverpool coming anywhere close to the title if they play... The, if that's the team that they're going to put forward because they just didn't seem to have the drive or just the um, the mental like fortitude to carry on going after it after, Liverpool, after Leeds put them in that place yeah I know what you mean but I think people are saying that about Liverpool but Leeds you can't underestimate them they play as a team Liverpool play as a team as well but some teams rely on individuals, like you could say United did with Pogba. Look how far that got us with. But the fact that Leeds went to Anfield and put up a fight, like City didn't even do anything like that virtually. I mean, they did last, not even last year, the year before. But I don't know why people underestimating Leeds and like the shot by this, because if you watched them in the Championship, you wouldn't have been shot by this result. You would have knew it was coming. Yeah, no. I, I I'm... Quite surprised that they've done that on their first day of the season, um, but I was seeing, I was seeing a possible win even for Leeds for this. Not I, obviously I didn't foresee any a game as high high scoring as this, but I did. I was maybe thinking Leeds would go two one up or something, but for 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 them to go toe to toe with Liverpool like that um, means they've come out of the stands basically reared up and ready to go. Um, so I, I think this is. Just Great start from Leeds. Yeah, definitely. 52% possession for Leeds, Alex. 48 for Liverpool. What do you think of the game? I mean, uh, it, it showed some weaknesses for Liverpool uh, that Leeds have just exposed. Like, Alexander-Arnold really didn't like getting run at that game. And, yeah, I mean, they conceded the first goal because of that. And then, yeah, Leeds just showed great character to fight back after every time they went down. And I feel like they were quite unlucky to concede both penalties. And... Yeah, it's been um, a bit of a statement from Liverpool actually scoring the four goals and Salah showing that he's still world-class, even though he, he's... I'm pretty sure he's nearly got golden boot, but he hasn't looked the best 
as good as he was when they did finish fourth, I think, like three years ago. Um, but yeah, it looks like he's got back to his best, and yeah, it just uh, it shows that Leeds can definitely compete in this league, and I think they'll go very far this season. And yeah, if they keep playing like that, I'm pretty sure they could beat most teams, even though Liverpool were are probably in one of the best. Um, how would I describe it? One of the best periods in their club's career, and then yeah, it's just the fact that they can score so many goals at Anfield and still lose. It's just a bit disappointing as well. So yeah, going back to that thing that you said before about on the radio, Joe, when they were saying like, "Oh, Liverpool aren't going to finish like this," like. Leeds are like the Sheffield United of last season, the whole not the whole city, uh, the Wolves of last season. So, I I don't know. It just feel, it seems a bit weird for like Liverpool to say they're not going to win the title when they've come up against a very good Leeds side. Yes, obviously it is a good Leeds side, but um, I do see where they're coming from because it they've been saying how Liverpool didn't seem to have the same drive as they have done in previous seasons. Maybe that is because of the lack of fans, but. Um, as you're saying, I don't think anyone's discrediting Leeds' performance, and I don't think they're discrediting Leeds' team, because they are pretty, pretty uh, amazing team at the moment. And I just think it's so good how they work together. Um, they were a really tough team when we were in the championship, and I think they're gonna earn earn their place in the Premiership the hard way. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. I mean, I don't really praise Leeds a lot, due to I'm a United fan, but I did give praise that match because the amount of like money that they've spent on that Leeds squad compared to that Liverpool squad is, was insane. Um, I don't know what the figures was, but I know it's a massive gap between Liverpool and Leeds spending-wise. But I don't know I, I don't know what it was like for you guys, but one watching the match, Leeds literally out-tacticked, if that's even a word or anything, um, Liverpool, which nobody really does. I mean, the confidence to play five attackers up front and just leave the rest of the team, it's just bizarre. I don't know how that works, uh, but it worked that match, obviously. Um, now going on to another match, 3-1, Chelsea won against Brighton away. Did anybody watch the game? No. I watched the highlights. Yeah, I watched the highlights as well. I mean, Reese James's goal, that was a banger. Would you not agree, Alex? Yeah, it is I think it's his first Premier League goal as well, and just if you're getting it in that way, it's just sublime. And I think he got an assist for the third goal as well for Zuma's header. So yeah, great game from him, and I think he should be starting from uh, for right back for Chelsea. So yeah, he's proven himself. Yeah, definitely proven himself. Now going on to the Everton versus Spurs game, and now Mourinho after the game was very annoyed at the decision of the free kick. Uh, that was taken and where it should have been taken. You've heard about this, Alex, I presume. What do you think of the whole situation? Yeah, I mean... There's a picture. Yeah, I've seen it a load of time. I mean, um, I think they're just picking at straws as well. Like, even if we we didn't score that, I think in a different situation, we, we would have had three or four chances after that, and we did have three or four chances, which we should have stuck in the back of the net. So, um... Yeah, I mean, I mean that one from Richie. He should have scored that. Yeah, Richarlison had two or three shots that just whistled past the post, and I mean, yeah, it's, it was just a bit unlucky that we didn't score three or four against them, and then he's moaning about our uh, one goal. So, 
Yeah, just clutching at straws, and they'll they'll probably end up saying, "Oh, you would have lost if we had Bale." But yeah, but that's classic Mourinho, isn't it? When it goes wrong, he makes up excuses. Yeah. He does it all the time. He can't face losing because he's always been a winner in his career. But yeah, the chosen one. Um, what do you think, uh, Joe? You're looking at it now. What What do you think of the whole free kick situation? I'm looking at it with a face of absolute confusion. <laughs> I mean, it must be like five yards in that, and. It's, what? Obviously, it should have been taken in a different place, but come on. You can't complain about that um, for Everton uh, because they've scored it. Once the decision's made, the decision's made, and I don't think that lost them the game. I, I think that was one of the factors, maybe, but that's not what cost them. Yeah. Poor defending as well. Yeah, poor defending. But I still think if it was like where the actual foul was taken, DCL would have scored that header anyway. Yeah, I mean, Digne is good enough to put it where he wants and Calvert-Lewin is good enough to get up to any place and put it in the back of the net. So, yeah, I don't think it really mattered in, in the long term. James, Decore, Alan, what do you think of the performances? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a bit worrying how uh, we can get three new midfielders in and we look like a completely different team. And it just shows you how bad our midfield our midfield trio was last season. But yeah, I mean it's it's magnificent magnificent spending from the club. And yeah, I've I've heard some stuff saying like, well, we have a, a better midfield than Liverpool now, but they have just got Thiago, so I think that's just switched the other way. But yeah, I think it's just uh, magnificent from uh, the club spending wise, and hopefully they can take us higher up the table this season. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I I predicted sixth, and considering that performance, I think you will get sixth, in my opinion. But um, what did you like? I don't know. Do you think that you'll get sixth? Whenever I'm optimistic, we normally finish lower down. So I don't like to be optimistic. But based on that, I'm hoping we get like top eight. But yeah, I'd de- I'd be disappointed with anything lower than eighth. So. Um. Now. Andrea Perlo won his first game uh, as Juventus coach against oh. Syria Seaside. Did, what did I say? Did I say 5 0? No, uh, I said 5 Oh, you said 5. Uh, against Syria Seaside Navarra. Um, so, yeah, good for Perlo getting off. But now we're going to go on to a little kit review. Um, and it's the third kit. And it has been very controversial this week. Um, so. We already know that Wolves have got a lot of, lot of Portugal players. That's why we call them Portugal FC for the Prem. Um, but now they've got a kit actually looking like it. Um, it's red. It's got the classic Portugal colours. Red and, white and, white and green. Not a great deal of white, but... What do you think, Joe? It looks a lot like the Portugal national it's kit. Almost, it's almost identical to the Portugal national kit. I just think it's is it meant to? Is that what they're doing? I think they're trying to play up to the stereotype. Yeah. Are they leaning into it? Um, it's good if they have. Just like it, it's almost an identical rip off of um, the Portugal kit, which is I mean, fair play to them. You could say it's a darker red, maybe, but still, yeah. it does look a lot. It's a bit obvious now. What? Well, well, they? They copy in Portugal. Yeah. What else do they need to become more Portuguese in the Wolves team? Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. 
Right, fair enough. Uh, and the last topic that we're going to go on, massive news. Um, Neymar makes a racism claim at the Layers Classic, ends with a five red cards. This was the 1-0 game. Did Marseille won 1-0, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, with five red cards. Do you know the players? I know Neymar got sent off. So Neymar claimed he was subjected to racist abuse after he was sent off for striking an opponent in the back of the head as tempers flared during the PSG versus uh, Marseille game on Sunday. A full-scale brawl broke out on the pitch in the last minute of stoppage time, forcing referee Jerome Brassard Brassard, uh, to send off five players. Um, So Neymar was heard by the pitch side microphones claiming that one of the match officials he was racially abused on the pitch by one of the um, Marseille players. Now, I I don't know what this is up to investigation-wise, but this doesn't look very good on Liga and um, officials. Um, I'm not sure if he's saying he's being racially abused because he's being sent off, but if he is, I don't think that's really ground for complaint. Just because I, I think he was sent off pretty fairly if you strike uh, struck someone in the back of the head but um obviously racial abuse on the pitch is disgusting um and yeah if he's been racially abused that that's kind of i i guess fair i guess fair to him if he's kicked off at that and that's the reason he's been sent off but uh yeah i don't i i don't think either side behaved as they should have <laughs> yeah i mean the marseille player who did it, marseille have came out and said i'm pretty sure this is what they said um we're not apologizing um because he didn't say it or something like that and oh, what was the other thing uh, and uh, he's not racist because he's been to all of these uh things um, throughout his career at marseille and he's always supported um to get rid of of racism out of the game. What do you think about the whole situation, Alex? Well, uh, it's, it's hard because it can only be confirmed if it goes through, like, all this with the jury and, you know, through court. But, yeah, we'll, we'll never know. I think Neymar will always say he did racially abuse him. The other guy will always say he didn't. And, yeah, there's always that cycle. And, and until racism is, like, fully abolished in football, we'll never really... Um, get rid of these circumstances so yeah it's a bit hard so yeah well sorry it's not the best topic to finish on but it has to be sad um but yeah that is the last topic i'm pretty sure carabao cup do you want to go through that or really nothing really happened it's everton won three now against Salford. it what wolves lost yeah one nil was it uh yeah they were yeah 86th minute oh was yeah. it not stoke oh wait hole beat who did hole beat Premier League team. Hull beat Burnley. Oh, shocking. And Stoke beat... Stoke beat Wolves. Stoke 1-0. Wow. Well, that's a good result for Stoke. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what's been happening <laughs> for a while? Uh, what, what, what we what beat was? Salford, though. So. Oh, yeah. You beat Salford. A big match to watch out for. No. I don't know if anybody watched the hashtag United game last weekend. Oh, yeah, on they won 11-10 on penalties against some random team. But now they're on BBC in the round two. Um, of the FA Cup I don't know who it's against but it's hashtag United I mean it's hard to believe on BBC yeah it's hard to believe just live streaming on YouTube yeah I know this was the team that was what playing side of an FC playing side of an FC and all of them and now they're actually a proper team playing in the FA Cup 
oh my god it's just mad to say um but yeah I, i'm gonna be supporting them for the youtube community i don't know about you guys um but yeah make sure to keep your eyes out for that one um i can't really think of anything else united and city villa and burnley are all playing their first fixtures this weekend got Fleetwood. you've got fleetwood yeah what in the fa cup no in the camera um, but yeah, I think that's all the news. Make sure to check out the socials. And yeah, have a good weekend. That's a bye from me. And me. And me. Thanks for listening. See you in the next one. Have a good one.